Welcome back to the second edition of Mix and Match Radio, brought to you by your hosts, Braden Moreno, Muhammad Ashraf, and Cole Potter. Today we're going to be discussing the furthering chronicles of Antonio Brown and the allegations brought to him on Tuesday, the new iPhone, Apple, or I believe it's the 12th, correct? It's the 11th. The 11th? The yes, 11th? Sir. Okay. The 11th. Which, there was never a 9. Okay, <laughs> so, so it's arguably the 10th. <laughs> arguably. Okay. That's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> so theoretically, the 11 is the, the 9. And finally what? for you, okay. You think uh, you think they like came out with the idea for the 11 before they came out for the, for the idea with the 10? Wait. So they came out with the 9, but decided to make it the 11, and then created the 10, and made it just kept it as the 10 instead of making it a 9. Or, Unfortunately, <laughs> Brayden brought his body and left his brain at home, folks. You or, cannot expect to hear very intelligent dialogue from him today. No, I'm brain dead. I'm sorry. I've been up since 4.30. It's light work. Didn't get a nap. Finally, for you punk rock fans coming up, we're going to be talking about what may be the most intriguing tour in this, I don't know, past five years, I guess. Maybe Warp Tour. But Extremely excited for this. It's going to be a lot of fun. But beginning, we are going to talk about the Antonio Brown situation. And for those of you don't, who don't know, this summer he has gone through a plethora of different issues from not wanting to wear a certain helmet to basically deciding not to go to practice to threatening to punch a GM in the face. And now he's getting accused of rape. So really the cherry on top of the ice cream or the icing on top of the cake or whatever you want to call it. But it's not good. It's like <laughs> no. three days after the Patriots... He- like signed him which could be convenient for the the girl coming out at this time that is what this report is saying yeah right now. about or at the, least that's what antonio brown claims so that's yeah. antonio brown's that's, angle is that yeah. the girl is taking it's, it's a money grab from a money grab. okay that's i mean but what guy isn't <laughs> going to claim that but we just don't know the whole story yet which is as, it's still like very early so yeah, it's kind of yeah, hard to decide it, really. as with any news story how do you feel about Tom Brady, who announced that basically saying, Antonio Brown, you can live in my house? <laughs> that's, because that's literally what Brady came out and said when they signed AB. Is they were, he was like, yeah, you're welcome to stay here and kind of be a part a of my family. Lips. And he visited his house. How do you think Giselle is feeling? I, being I think, like, I think hey, Tom Brady really wants to kiss Antonio Brown on the lips. That, that is a move of his. You know? well, that's how Tom Brady warms Antonio up Brown's people. one of his sons, though. So. <laughs> Maybe that's what he wants to to bring he's Antonio gonna Brown on him. for. He's going to adopt him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Bill. I got him. Antonio Brady. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of interested to see how this plays out because Belichick isn't one to put up with that kind of behavior, even from, like, star athletes. Yeah. So. Like Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Hernandez is a fairly decent example of poor conduct on the Patriots. Insane. <laughs> Anyways, but Bill came out and said, first of all, AB is going to be wearing number one. If for those of you that didn't really? hear, that, that's the number he is elected to wear. Did not hear that. And uh, Belichick refused to comment on whether or not he is going to be eligible to play this following Sunday. Okay. I mean, he is eligible to play, but whether or not he'll be playing. actually playing. Yeah. I mean, it takes a while to get like in the groove of a team as well. And the Patriots are pretty I mean, well. It's Antonio made. Brown, if he's available to play, he's probably going to play. Yeah. But also like the Patriots are strong no matter what. And they're playing Miami, right? Yeah. So yeah. It's, not, it's not like they need Antonio Brown. And who'd they play on Sunday? It was the Steelers, right? Yeah. 
They destroyed them. 33-3. Hey, 33-3. Yeah. Well, he's getting... He wants that seventh ring, man. He wants to go... I'm, I'm convinced he just wants to go 18 I don't think he cares about winning the Super Bowl. I no. think he just wants to have a perfect season. Mm-hmm. I just want him to have both hands filled with his rings. Five dude. on each. I yeah. just want... I want him to get 10. Uh, yeah. The worst possible situation for the NFL is the Patriots making it to 10. 100%. I mean, and I could see it happening. That, too. No, I mean, Tom Brady ages in reverse. They're they're not going anywhere anytime soon. So I'm not too. I'm I'm not concerned whether or not AB plays. The Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl this year, anyways. Shout out Tim Stallons because I've been, he's he's been like just belligerent every single year about the Patriots winning the Super Bowl, and I have protested it every single year, and, and I lose more often than not every single mm-hmm. year. <laughs> I mean, and and then the the last, yeah, the Eagles, yeah. But in in the situation where the Patriots, the the Patriots and the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, who do I root for? Huh? I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. What are my options? Yeah, you don't. You don't watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, I just (laughs) can support the refs. (laughs) I mean, that may be my best option. Like that was a good flag. (laughs) Great call. Great call. Woo! You could could become the the basic trophy wife on Super Bowl Sunday. Watch it for the commercials. Just like hand out wings. The commercials just get worse and worse, though, every year. Oh, 100%. I mean, nobody's beating the Doritos baby commercial. I've officially gotten to the point. And it's a don't touch my mama. Don't touch my Doritos. (laughs) So, like, as as a kid, of course you want to watch the commercials. They're funny. But I've officially gotten to the point where I couldn't care less about the Super Bowl commercials and more, like, just completely about the game. Well, I agree because any decent Super Bowl commercial is probably going to make it on a social media either way. Exactly. I I'm not going to pay too much attention to every And, and they'll even play on, like, your YouTube ads and, and TV ads all on that too. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good point, though. I mean, the old, I don't think I am invested in the commercials anymore. But but what if we got a commercial in the Super Bowl? If we, what, do you, what do you mean, if? You mean when? <laughs> when we, when get, a we get a commercial? <laughs> Anyways, but the Antonio Brown situation is pretty interesting because when you have the number one wide receiver in the NFL and you have the number two wide receiver in the NFL, you don't really need to add him in and with all this controversy surrounding him especially after all the uh, robert Kraft stuff that happened this summer because robert Kraft is the owner of the patriots and he was accused of basically attending like brothels and paying for like prostitutes yeah it was it was solicitation of a prostitute Mm -hmm. and um it was probably just a hand job oh okay that's (laughs) moving on um (laughs) The word brothel is so like I hate I hate the word ve- brothel. It's it makes very me so uncomfortable. Century. It's very medieval. Like, it's I feel it's only it's Game of Thrones esque. Yeah. Like I mean, but, but with all of that controversy surrounding, you know, the treatment of women and etc. I don't necessarily think that the Patriots are gonna list him as an active player because I mean they don't need to. Yeah, exactly. That's, they could that's they I'm could saying. literally just walk with him until week ten. The Ravens just destroyed Miami, and the Patriots aren't going to have any trouble doing point. the same. I mean, the Ravens are not the best of teams. I mean, they, except Lamar Jackson is is proving himself to be an yeah, elite quarterback to, to as be well. A, okay, they're, they're slow down touchdowns. throwing the elite word around. Throwing for five. I mean, it's the it's the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> it's the Miami and Dolphins, granted. and it's what is like first time actually playing. Yeah. So. I mean, he got a lot of media attention for his. Did you hear his comment? Um, yeah, it's not pretty bad good for, for yeah, not bad for running back. And I mean, I agree when people call you a running back for the entire offseason mm-hmm. or before the draft leading up to but, it, not playing bad. But he made some very nice passes. No, he played, he played great. I mean, uh, 
I, I, so I feel the same way about Dak, though. Like, yeah. People are claiming that Dak, Dak was is, playing like a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's all I've ever wanted to see Dak play like is just an NFL quarterback that actually wants to throw the ball. And he was consistent Ex- throughout the entire exactly. game. Exactly. But, but it was, it the, was Giants. the Giants. It, and my biggest problem with Cowboys fans is the second anything happens, they all are immediately like, it's the Super Bowl year. Okay, I We're think I saw an back. exact tweet hey. from you saying that exact thing though because it's like slow down i mean listen i think we're going to i'm not a cowboys fan but that made me really excited also i'm sorry for my (laughs) voice i've been a bit under the weather the past few days so unacceptable we're gonna need to leave mohammed yeah that's it's unfortunate but we're gonna have to you're gonna have to get out of here um all right well bye (laughs) no how you're by the way not to drift too far from the antonio brown topic but your browns did not perform this weekend dude (laughs) i'm not mad I'm just disappointed. Just disappointed in old He lost Baker. by 30 points, and I just did not expect that whatsoever. Yeah. It was just so – I don't know what happened. Disheartening. Hey, but it's all right. We'll just be undefeated for the next couple games, you know, yeah. for the entire season. Like, uh, except, um, for, except for the first one. Unwinning. But back to the Antonio Brown thing. If you're Bill Belichick, what do you do at this point? Ooh. I say – I don't know if he'd, like, want that drama, though. So. Yeah, uh, Bill Bill Belichick is a, is a no bull crap, no no drama kind of guy, um, and I think he's going to avoid that at all costs. Yeah, and the Patriots aren't exactly a morally great team, though. Not necessarily, but at this point, there's like they they don't need they don't have a need for him this week. So if it comes, it's to not the, getting Brady to play or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, you could go about it two ways. Like Antonio Brown still plays, showing that he's still like he's there. He he's not phased by the situation. He knows he'll be fine. Like that's one like viewpoint that Antonio Brown and the Patriots can take on it. The NFL's considering just suspending him. Suspend or they're putting they're or considering on putting him on the con- commissioner's exempt list, yeah. which is in a suspension. It's just you're not able to play. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised though. Just ba- I mean, this is just if, one if of had, numerous things that's happened. That's what I'm saying. If this had come up and this summer didn't happen, he wasn't already have like showing several signs of poor conduct i don't think we're in this situation i think it's any other investigation where it carries out throughout the season and mm-hmm. no suspension is brought until legitimate evidence is presented but with this situation i have i, I don't see it's any like reason one for after another something keeps popping up antonio brown <laughs> is just and say they let this slide this week and then next week he gets accused of a car robbery or something yeah like <laughs> it he, just looks bad nothing on well i mean he didn't like his position on the raiders but he was also being a little signed with the Raiders. Yeah, but like once it once he got like into it, he wanted to be released. He he just he just whined and complained until the Raiders released him. They they were just tired of him and um eventually. And then he he got released and then signed with the Patriots. So, what is what is the situation entirely, Muhammad? The, the what do the allegations can, consist of? So, this is someone who he met at a Bible study, like the Fellowship of Christian Athletes at, I'm assuming, what school they went to at Michigan, Central Michigan University. And so she was a former gymnast, and I, they've had sexual relations. I'm not sure if they dated or not in the past, but she's basically accusing him of sexual assault, and he's denying it as far as I believe, and claiming that it's just a cash grab from her part. And so that's basically the situation on that. 
and it's saying that Brown allegedly pinned her down and raped her and just saying a bunch of stuff like she wanted this. And Brown's claiming it was consensual, correct? Or consensual. He's not denying that there was sexual relations. No, he's he's, he's cl- he uh, he claims that they did have consensual sex. Okay. Yeah, I remember reading part of the article and saying how like she explained as to how they they did some they were coming back from something and she was going to his house to get like some food and like hang or like grab something else. But like you're not you're not just going back to their place. If a girl is going back to a guy's place, it's not, especially in this, I'm not one to assume, but for her to just talk about how it's just going there for food, I feel like she's just trying to find like an escape and like excuse. She even took a polygraph test too. Really? And that proved that every statement she was making was truthful. Huh. It's an interesting situation. I... I do I do see the timing as a bit convenient as yeah. he's been in the news a lot recently and it's kind of easy to vilify somebody who's already you know kind of a villain <laughs> and like I said I'm not going to I'm not going to state one way whether the other or whether or not I necessarily believe what she's saying I see this as two situations I see this as a person who his conduct in the NFL has been outrageous the past few months and this is a clear stated allegation with at least some level of truth to it Mm -hmm. and being a commissioner or a coach i think that you do blacklist him for the time being simply based off of the idea that it's a public relations thing. I mean, mm-hmm. if you you can't let a like a player run around the run around the league like it's. I mean, look what they did to Zeke. First of all, with the with Ezekiel, I mean, it was what one instance, and he hadn't really done anything else either beforehand. Yeah, but they wanted him to play as much as he could, despite like the suspension, and that's why he kept appealing and appealing. Well, the NFL didn't to extend it. The Cowboys the, the, did. The NFL did it, but like when we're talking about like the Patriots, well, the Patriots whether have... whether Belichick wants him to play or not, like wants that kind of vibe coming into the game. The Patriots have no connection with Antonio Brown though. Nor yeah. do they have a need for Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Whereas the the Cowboys had the Cowboys a connection, had a connection, and had a experience need. and a huge need for mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott. So I don't think the Patriots are in the same situation that the Cowboys were with Ezekiel as they are with Antonio it's Brown. Like with or without him, they're not really they have no, there's no there's loss no or threats, game. yeah. Yeah. So that is that's what I think adds to that. But the situation as a whole, I, I think the problem is is that one when these types of allegations surface, not only do the media but the general public starts to kind of thrash your reputation, mm-hmm. regardless of if they're substantiated claims or not. The innocent till proven guilty thing I think should not only be like judicial but also at least within reason with the public. I get. I get being skeptical of a situation or in the situation of Antonio Brown where the guy's been a bit of a jerk lately anyways. Yeah. It's easy to assume that he probably hasn't had the best conduct with women in the past. I just hope that it doesn't spiral to where they turn it into something it's not yet. If it does prove to be true or if it even goes to a step further 
or action is taken because there are substantiations to the claims, regardless of what they are, then I think you can start painting that curve if this guy's just an overall bad dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like one summer, I understand that his summer has been extremely awful and he's acted as far as a athlete has acted ridiculous. But as a general person, I don't think you can claim that he's just an awful guy based off of one summer and then these claims now until those claims are proven to be somewhat true. I yeah, agree. he's he's definitely an interesting character considering his, his appearance on that singing show or whatever that brought a lot of stuff for the a lot of embarrassment for Steelers oh, the, fans. The masked singer. Yeah, yeah, the masked singer. Um, he was like a hippo or something like yeah. that, <laughs> and it it sparked huge just like dislike for Antonio Brown in that in that point. Um, but and then pretty much leading right off of that, going into the summer training with the Raiders or like not training with the Raiders, the helmet stuff and all that. I. I'm not a big fan of Antonio Brown at this point. Just not. I don't think he's he's shown me enough to for me to be like because he, he he's not playing for any of my teams. He's, in fact, he's playing for teams that I might dislike or um, like Patriots. They're they're going to be a rival. I, I I'm going to have to not root for the Patriots as much as I can. But more than that, um, I, I just can't be a fan of Antonio Brown right now. He's just not. He's just not it for me. Not doing it for me. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, folks. We're having a bit of a uh, heat issue at the moment. It's very hot. It is mildly toasty in here. For those of you that don't know, we record this podcast out of my own garage, and it is currently the first or second week of September. <laughs> yeah, and it's about ninety-five degrees outside. <laughs> And about 95 degrees inside. <laughs> yeah, I would it's, it's work it up a little bit, man. 96 degrees inside. <laughs> Anyways. It's hot. It's, an, it's, it's very hot. And the situation with Brown is interesting. But I just... I don't think you can let him play for the time being. I agree. I And that isn't me saying that this girl is telling the truth and that's not me saying that these claims are like factual i just believe that when you have a player that is clearly reckless clearly kind of off of his or you know he's a little bit out of his head at the moment given what's been happening after that or he's a genius and i'll talk about that in a second but with a player like antonio brown at this moment in time on a team like the Patriots, mm-hmm. it is inconsequential for you to just say he can't play. And on like outside, a pu- outside of his personal response to the situation, mm-hmm. the NFL has no loss, nor does the Patriots with, yeah. that, with keeping him on the sideline. And like on a public relation side of this, like it's it's so in the heat of the moment still right now, and it's just been back to back to back. So like he's still really present in the media, but things die out and, and lose interest over time. So I think if anything, it would be better for the NFL, especially. Um, for PR reasons, mm-hmm. to just like suspend that for a little bit, and maybe then not, activate them in the future. Yeah, and, and, yeah. A, and then activate them here in the like here in the near future when it's cooled down a lot. It's not so um, prevalent in the media. I mean, it's like Agreed. school. I mean, essentially, I mean, it's kind of different mm-hmm. areas, but I mean, I say put them in timeout. Essentially, just yeah, like y'all are saying, because mm-hmm. the NFL doesn't want bad publicity. Yeah, because I feel like they've had many instances in the past with that issue, 
And so it's just another thing that, I don't know, it's just with all this constant conflict, I'm pretty like, I'm pretty sure something's going to come up next week too. Yeah. And so it's just a bullet they should dodge right now and then try to take care of it as it progresses, mm-hmm. but just later behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's my a, take on I, it. I think that's a great take on it. And just that the NFL, I mean, they, they have enough stuff going on with players in general. Like there's tons of conflict or allegations that are constantly coming up. And with somebody as big as Antonio Brown, who's been such a big face of the, like a big face of the NFL. Like he's, he's a well-known name compared to other like low key players he's in not the NFL. Under the radar. Yeah, he's not under the radar. Like people who don't people know his name. Yeah. People who couldn't care less about football know the name Antonio Brown, especially after this summer. Exactly. And especially, um, in such a sensitive time of like, um, news right, around him yeah yeah of news around him and like with people really being and people cracking down on uh sexual harassment nowadays compared to okay the, the loose the looseness in the past because sexual harassment it's getting cracked down on thank god um that people are coming out and whether they're alleg- whether they're true or not um hopefully like Sexual harassment in any form or way is being a lot more exactly. closely monitored than exactly. in the past. It's and that's like a, that is a, that is an incredible thing, and it's a great thing that that has happened. Mm-hmm. It's just at this point in time, as it being the NFL commissioner or Bill Belichick or whoever, I don't even know who the <laughs> Patriots GM is, any of them. Yeah. I It is not the time nor place to let Antonio Brown play. No, in my not opinion. a chance. Not 100% a chance. agree. And I think in generalities for, for sexual harassment as a whole, I think – it would be beneficial for everyone if it came out to be true because allegations like these, like they, they don't hurt the case for, for girls wanting to come out about being sexually harassed because if something comes out like this and then it comes out and Tony inspires Brown's them fine, to speak out. Yeah. Like some, and it comes out to be true. It, it'll mm-hmm. inspire them to speak out. But if it comes out that it was just a money grab and she's, and she's exposing all this fake news um, to, to get money, I think that it, it couldn't hurt worse for for the case of anyone who would want to come out. Um, Especially with an NFL franchise, because fans are insane, man. I can't even imagine. Obviously, I'm assuming this girl isn't living in the public spotlight after this. I'm I'm saying she's keeping a low profile, I Mm -hmm. imagine, and she's not making any public appearances or anything. However, if she did, I cannot imagine what kind of things she is hearing said to her considering that people take football like it is life or death. Yeah, I mean... It's, even like fantasy football... Take such a huge players. leap just making this claim too, whether it was true or not, because there's going to be an immense amount of backlash. Oh, absolutely. And that's you don't even have to question that. It's, it's a question, obviously, of whether or not it's true, whether or not these things turn out to be accurate or not. But I don't think it's a question as to whether or not whether or not you let him play. Yeah, I just I don't I don't see it that way. Like I said, the Patriots are they're gonna win the Super Bowl again. I don't think anybody has a question, on, or maybe some people have a question on whether or not they'll win the Super Bowl. But I don't think anybody is questioning whether or not they'll be fine without him, given they have Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> the Lord Himself, Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, they they don't have any problems. Yeah, I think overall the NFL. Um, just does doesn't need this attention this kind of negative attention right now especially and, considering how often this thing yeah, happens it just NFL. doesn't need antonio brown to play they need him uh in the media as little as possible at the moment and i think that's that's gonna be my take 
just NFL doesn't need him in the media right now for for their sake. Mm-hmm. Um, considering how much crap the NFL gets, period. On things as far as domestic abuse, sexual harassment, yeah, and the way mm-hmm. they deal with it, and, and, and their just players. player conduct in general, Pl- and how they and how general. they deal yeah. with that after the fact. I agree. On the topic of the Patriots, though, and not to transition too smoothly, but on the topic of the Patriots, them obliterating Pittsburgh in a game that wasn't even kind of close. Not, yeah. And their schedule for the first, I think, eight weeks <laughs> is just ludicrously easy. Yeah. It's, I mean, their first team of challenge, I think, is Philly. I think, and that's not until like week nine, I want to yeah. say, week seven maybe. With but, a, some would say, week-ish Carson Wentz at the moment. He's not he's not shining too bright. Either way, and I want to get this on the record, I was not originally making this podcast about sports. It's just been a very <laughs> loaded time for sports. It's the first two yeah. weeks of the NFL, shoot me. But the Patriots are it, it was just ridiculous. And Tom Brady, I legitimately believe ages in reverse. I don't know what kind of voodoo stuff he does behind the curtains to make him just his longevity forever. But he does the weirdest stretches pregame, like weird yoga poses and stuff that other teammates laugh at. But the guy does not age. He gets better. He just he get, His 40 time has gotten faster. He almost looks as if he's throwing more efficiently than he was before. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> he's he's a he's a freak of nature, man. He yeah. just is. He's a, he's an anomaly. He's an anomaly. It's yeah. crazy. Wasn't word. he like one draft pick away from not being drafted? He was extremely late. He was fifth round, I believe. Fifth, maybe even sixth. He went round. to like uh, some school. No one like even. No, he went knew. to Michigan. Before. Oh, yeah. never mind. <laughs> well, that is cool. people. Know. <laughs> <laughs> well, went to so, some no- went to some nowhere school, <laughs> Michigan University. Yeah, no, that was not to my knowledge. <laughs> it's all good, but um, it adds a interesting factor with yeah. how with him going on his seventh ring with no signs of slowing down with an attempt to fill up both hands with rings and then just end his career with yeah. ten, 10 super bowls in the bag just like tarantino like 10 movies 10 rings He's yeah 10 movies 10 rings. right there but as much as i could talk about football all day and antonio brown um to an extent it, it doesn't affect me too much i'm a cowboys fan we're, we're, we're going to be right. we're going to be disappointed either way. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who signs who. The Cowboys fans are expecting disappointment. I'm yeah. not a Cowboys fan, but I mean, like being from here, I got to root for them. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if you live it in Dallas, you root for the Cowboys, or you're like harassed. I hope so. they progress beyond the Giants, like facing more difficult teams. They can keep up with this. Because if they do, that'll be amazing. Yeah, I mean, it'll prove morale just of our community in general. I mean, walking around Walmart, <laughs> people are going to be happier when the Cowboys are doing good than when they're doing bad. Yeah. Yeah, Sundays <laughs> are depressing for everybody when the Cowboys do bad. But. Exactly. Those There are there are an increase in Walmart uh, shopping line fights significantly when the Cowboys <laughs> lose. We played the Patriots in Foxborough. Yeah. Like, on like, I think it's November 24th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that the thanks? Is that Thanksgiving? It's Thanksgiving week, I think. I don't. I mean, I, I would assume. Did y'all by any chance see the uh, video of? I think his name's Demarcus Lawrence, right? He yeah. Like, he like denies <laughs> wrong the kid. shirt, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think he did anything wrong. He has every right to deny. Him. I respect. For those of you who don't know what they're talking about, Demarcus Lawrence was walking down the street, 
and a Demarcus Lawrence is a defensive end for the Dallas Cowboys. And a kid approached him and said, "Hey, Demarcus, can I get an autograph?" And the kid was wearing a Giants jersey. And Demarcus just kept on walking, looked back at him, and said, "Wrong jersey, kid." Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. No, I respect it. I don't think he he did anything. I don't think he did anything wrong. Could it could have been nice and like giving the kid an autograph, sure. But I mean, the he, kid was got, like six. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he he was six. I mean, it's not he like he was a full-grown man that had like a Giants tattoo on his arm. Yeah, or anything. well, yeah, it it's a... not like he put himself in that jersey. Like his parents put him in that jersey. That's I mean, it probably true. stung a little for the kid. I don't. But... <laughs> I don't disagree with the move as a division rival, though. I mean, in the same situation, I I see what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I feel bad that the kid got caught in the crossfire, but it's a it's a hard world, man. You not you're congrats to that kid though. I mean, yeah, you didn't get the autograph, but you're famous now. You so. got to talk to him. Yeah. He got to you talk, got to yeah. talk to him. You're a part of a pretty famous instance now. So yeah. that's cool. He definitely just more, like and it's on video. There, more valuable than an autograph. Well, at such a young age, he's already a, a head start. He's already got a head start on most Giants fans on having a deep hatred for the Cowboys now that's after very this true. experience. That's that's a good point, he, it, and it's only getting it's only getting worse from here. <laughs> He's gonna just raise generations upon generations hating the Cowboys now, yeah. just because of this one thing. Yeah, it's just gonna be a forever storm that that kid has to. I mean, the hating, I wouldn't forget about it if that were me. Oh, neither would I. And hating the no Cowboys chance. is like a national tradition at this point. So. Yeah, that kid is scarred for life, and it is going to um, highly influence the development of his hatred for the Cowboys and his his deep love for the, for the Giants. I don't know how you can, but kudos to that kid. Kudos to that kid. And for the Cowboys, I'm really happy about Ezekiel Elliott getting signed back on and getting paid. I think overall, um, Zeke is just going to be a happy and really, um, what's the word, excited to play for the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, he's... You got the paycheck to be happy. So. Yeah, he's the highest paid running back in the NFL right now. And does he deserve the highest paid running back? I'm not going to say he's the best running back, but he's probably top three in my book. Yeah, he has to prove himself, I think, this season. To... Yeah, we've played one regular season game. I mean, I don't know if he has to prove it. Ezekiel Elliott, that's yeah. what we're talking about? Yeah. He's won two out of three rushing titles in his three years in the NFL, and the only time he hasn't won a rushing title was when he was suspended for – Six games. That's true. Yeah. It's windy. Yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> I saw the garage door moving. Yeah, it kind of scared I, me a little bit. I, it's like it's a ghost. No, <laughs> never know, man. That is just about gonna wrap up our conversation on Antonio Brown and the Patriots and their constant reign of the NFL and our minds. Yes, they live in them rent free. Yes, it annoys me, and no, there is nothing I can do about it. Continu- continuing on, we are going to talk about the iPhone 11 and the Apple event that happened yesterday or the day before that. It was, it was yesterday. Yesterday. Okay. Okay. So Apple unveiled their newest line of iPhones and then their new set of AirPods. Their newest line of iPhones. Rather interesting. Quite. They have the iPhone 11, the iPhone 11 Pro, and then the iPhone 11 Pro Max. <laughs> And then the iPhone 11 Pro Max Pro S. I'm kidding. That one was a joke. But <laughs> it's it like I would believe come. you if that were true. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out with a Max Pro S. 
or a, a Max, Mac, Pro Max Pro S Plus. Yeah, Max Pro S, Max Pro S Plus, Max Pro S Plus Mega, Platinum, Max Pro, Max Pro S Plus SE, SE <laughs> squared. <laughs> so when they release that iPhone, not only will it have one camera, but it will have two cameras, and then it's going to have three cameras. So the iPhone 11 has three cameras, three on the back. For absolutely no reason. It's like a it's like a tripod of cameras. But if you want to get three cameras on it, you're gonna have to spend quite a pretty penny on it because I think the Pro Max is about like eleven or twelve hundred bucks for a phone. For a phone, eleven or twelve hundred? Yeah, that's insanity. <laughs> people are gonna still buy it though. Oh, people are gonna buy the heck out of it. I mean, I won't be surprised if I end up being one of those people. Yeah, but yeah. I am. I I put it this way: I am the country's best consumer. I am exactly what demographic they look for. They get me hooked on one item, and then I'm going to buy it for the rest of my life. Yeah. Am I ever not going to have an iPhone? No. Are you always going to have am the I, newest? I, are you always going to have the newest iPhone? Probably. Yes. <laughs> am I going to be paying for Spotify and Apple Music until the day I die? Yeah. Netflix. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Are you going to get Apple Apple TV Plus? I don't know about Apple, Apple TV. TV. I will be getting Disney Plus. I will. I would give my left arm to get Disney Plus. So, that's where I'm at with that. But. Apple has a hold on me. Apple has a hold on most of the nation. Unless you're using an Android and you're getting just harassed and bullied daily for using your, what are, what are, they, what are they called now? I guess the Galaxies and then, what were the other ones? Samsung. Oh, it's Samsung. The, the H something, it was called? HTC? A, HTC, HTC's. yeah. Like the Google Pixel. Okay, I'm not going to lie though. Android isn't <sighs> that bad when it comes to phones. I'm not going to lie. With an with an Android, you're allowed to do much more. Yeah, oh, it's a iPhone. it's a better phone. They yeah. have way, of... but no one wants to be a green bubble. Oh yeah, yeah. no one wants to be. And that is what will prevent me I from getting not, an Android. I am again. not disagreeing that the phone itself is like of less quality than Samsung's yeah. or whatever else. I, first of all, <clears throat> as a little bit of a tech nerd, the I mean, this is I'm not like claiming this is something that no one knows, but the operating system of iOS is so much higher than whatever Androids use. So you know the convenience of just kind of the scale and the layout of yeah. an iPhone, how it just it's more appealing and yeah. it's easier to use and it's a lot more intuitive than yeah. anything on an Android. That is why they have as many customers as they do. It's not necessarily because of the iPhone quality, but because of the operating systems themselves. Well, a big part of it for me, like switching from Android to iPhone, is just like the social aspect. Mm-hmm. Like once other people start having iPhones, they have all their group chats. It looks chats. weird when you don't. They, they start FaceTiming. You get left out of stuff. When I, when, I, when I had an Android and all my friends had iPhones, they literally made a group chat called Braden Sucks <laughs> because I didn't have an Android and they and they didn't want me in the group chat so that they so that it wasn't green and so that they could name the group chat. And... That led me to eventually buy an iPhone, and it's all for, a scheme for the sake of Apple. They're like it sells it sells itself. They they don't have to do marketing. People just sell it. People sell Apple iPhones for Apple because people Those are, are called Apple employees. <laughs> every at, at that point, everybody's an Apple employee. You're you're showing that off, I would agree you're with. showing off your better your better iPhone pictures compared to Android. You're making memes on the internet about uh, Android pictures versus uh, iPhone pictures, and you're you're complaining about green bubbles. All all of that sells sells iPhones. 
It just does. It makes everybody an Apple employee who has ever made fun of an Android. Um, Muhammad, what are your thoughts on the camera design for this? It just looks so awkward to me. Not like on the iPhone 11, it doesn't look as bad, but for the camera design, there's like a little square on it and it's only two cameras. So it doesn't look as awkward. It's Our, not three cameras? For the Pro and the Pro Max, it's oh, okay, three. Okay, okay. The so, 11 itself is just yeah. two. Okay. And so that's where it completely, it just looked so unappealing for me and horrendous. I Horrendous. Her, yeah. That's a strong word. That's a word. pretty bad description. <laughs> it's also too expensive for me to get a third camera on there, essentially. Yeah. You I know mean, how much you can do with that third camera? take super super wide photos you can take three different pictures at the same time no you seriously can't is they, that really is there that really is like... a mode that offers i can't remember it's an app that they're adding with the phone that's apple produced where you can have do you th- have to pay for the app probably i mean <laughs> you have to pay for the app you have to pay for the time using it you to, <laughs> and an app that charges you per minute yeah it's like a it's a it's a meter on like a street if you don't check it by a certain time oh my it just stays running but um, it will record three different perspectives. So it'll record the zoomed-in perspective because there's the three cameras uh-huh. are of different strength. And it'll record one of the zoomed-in perspectives, one of your front camera, and then one of these shorter perspectives. So they actually record different things. It's yeah. almost like a security camera. So when you, when you just take a, a regular picture, well, is it when only you using ta- one when camera? You, yes, you're only going to be using one camera. It depends See, on the picture you take. Cause can you take a picture where you're using the three cameras? So the cameras on the phone, well, for the 11, it's wide and ultra-wide. But on the Pro and the Pro Max, it's telephoto, and so that allows a much bigger perspective. Okay. For the pic, uh, for you to take a picture. What is telephoto so, as opposed to ultra wide? So let's say there's a shot. I mean, I'm I'm using my hands. Obviously, y'all can't see this, but if I want to get something in frame, but I want to get the entire environment around it, the telephoto will allow me to take that picture. Okay. And so okay. it's a complete zoomed out perspective, but. The okay. camera's shooting at almost like 4K too, so I mean, you will be getting a lot of quality with the price you're paying, but it's just not worth it to me. Yeah. See, this is where I've like I've I'm, I don't know technology very well, especially cameras. I I'm, I'm just probably one of the least equipped people to to know or talk about any of it. So I had no idea how three cameras works in general. Like how how do you how do you need three cameras to take like one photo. I don't. You're not going to be using the same camera at the same, or like mm-hmm. the three See, separate that's, cameras that's what at I was the same time. It depends on the picture you're trying to it depends take, on the picture. and that will the three cameras dictate which camera is going to shoot that. Okay. They have different purposes. Yeah. So it's basically okay. You're, you're not going to be using two cameras at the same time no. to take one no. picture. No. Well, like the app that I was talking about offers you the ability to use the same at the same time, but it's yeah. not going to be taking the same picture. Yeah. If that makes sense. It's that all. It's sense. three different pictures on the same screen. That's good to know. I mean, I'm sure that if you're like an iphone photographer this phone probably looks unreal to you mm-hmm. but if you're not taking high quality photos consistently i mean yeah this do phone you need it yeah the phone was specifically created to sell more iphones absolutely i mean it's one of those <laughs> my pictures well, range look from like snapchat to pictures of my cats like that's it yeah i i don't i don't use my camera too often either i my okay we're gonna look this up real for, quick. for a sunset or a rainbow here and there when it comes to taking pictures of nature, but other than that, I'm taking I'm taking selfies on Snapchat and of probably just above my eye level with a lot of ceiling, 
more than just my face mm-hmm. and that's probably the extent of the use of my cameras and that's not even the the big camera that we're talking about it's my, it's my selfie camera also another appealing factor with this phone the 11 itself it's only about 700 bucks really yeah and that's fairly shocking to me yeah especially with this new generation i thought it would be at least eight or nine hundred mm-hmm. and then it's less the, expensive than the current xr isn't it yeah that's and so, insane like i, I so saw i saw memes on the internet uh, people like who just bought their iphone xr sees the iphone 11 seven hundred dollars uh-huh. i think that that might just um get me to buy a brand new iphone i want one you're still now. on the eight aren't you yeah i'm still on the eight so he's like, got a home button i bought i Someone like make fun of him i like the home button first of all that's kind of why i got once it. you like get the, the full you screen like you the will home not button want the home because button. you have a home button okay okay once you're ex- once you're once you experience the full screen you won't want to i'm go getting back. there I've, I've had this phone for over a year now um i bought it i waited until the the x came out to buy this phone because i'm not a fan of just i i just never have been like buying brand new stuff that has just come Mm -hmm. out because it's always more expensive so i waited for the eight to go down in price a little bit to buy it and i got the eight plus i like the phone takes good pictures and i like having a home button shoot me yeah i mean i got the x fairly shortly after its release i can't remember how quickly it was Mm -hmm. probably a few months probably gonna get the 11 pretty soon i don't know if i'm gonna get the 11 i or the 11 if i got one it would be the 11 pro max because i got the 11 s or 10 xs max is that what this is called there's too many letters this is the xs max is what i think i have and it's huge and i love it and it has a ton of screen space and now that i have that much i can never go back Mm-hmm. Apple does this thing where they upgrade a bunch of stuff, and then one of these times I'll be like, "Yeah, I'll splurge. I'll get the bigger one. You know why not?" And then yeah. I just I can't ever go back down. Also, huge selling point for me getting out of the eight. I looked side by side between my phone with uh with like the screen just black and Cole's phone with the screen just black, and true black is one of the sexiest things I've ever seen in my life. That speaks a lot. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh. I agree. The true, like true black, I think it's called HDR is what the HDR technical def. I think don't quote me on that is what I believe the def, like the system that gets it to that point. Mm-hmm. But until you see it without it next to it, you don't appreciate it. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't even think, I don't even know what I was missing out on mm-hmm. until I saw those side by side and it just looked really good. It just did. I agree. I a hundred percent agree. And I think that Apple has a death grip hold on this generation in this society and especially yeah. this country and other countries that Apple isn't necessarily as prevalent. They're they not, do not a prevalent. great job on visual appeal up until putting three cameras They're, on the back. of. The did phone. you deal here with the, so it's called a retina display mm-hmm. is what they call this. The retina display for the uh, 11 pro mm-hmm. 11 pro yeah. 11 pro. The retina display is called the super retina display super retina display (laughs) hdr or something like that they're just throwing just action words at you just super ultra ultra hdr vibrant hdr extreme what does the r even say we like they introduced h high definition high definition resolution probably probably that'd be my guess but you're going from you're just like um like LED and then there's OLED. Like they just add well, OLED is like insane. OLED and the 
all all of that that's all branding the only reason people use oled is so somebody else can't say their tv is oled because i think samsung owns the term oled really yeah a couple years ago apple signed a patent with samsung to obtain like the oled for their phones oh wow yeah and so all a lot of what you see isn't necessarily a huge upgrade in technology it's just that's eh, ours okay <laughs> our tv looks cool but or looks cool because it's our tv yeah <laughs> that's what it, and every every tv you see in the store those twenty five hundred dollar tvs look better in the store than they do at home because those tvs they're putting on the most vibrant motion clear picture available to humankind yeah oh, the other day i was at Be- or i think it was fries and they had it said 8k or something like that 8k and i have never seen i don't even know what you would call like the texture of a bee's exterior but i have never exoskeleton seen, yeah maybe i don't know do bees have exoskeleton? i don't know fur. if you would call it fur or yeah <laughs> feather not feathers but i could see it so clearly it blew my mind and whatever they're doing they're doing it right but was it just super close up or was it like actual resolution? It was very close up, but the resolution was crystal clear, but the TV itself was like five grand. So I would never a bit out of that's more money than I've ever seen. So (laughs) the best part about those 8k TVs too, is they do not, there are like very few amounts of video that are actually capable of playing 8k meaning that most of what you're going to be seeing is 4K at the best. So an 8K TV really doesn't do much unless you're watching 8K video, which for the most part doesn't really exist. So it just sounds better. Yeah. There's there's not and much. If 8K, and if 8K ever does actually get introduced to regular television, well, you're going to be the first one to have it. Yeah, it's just unnecessary to have at this moment. We can right? agree on that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that's just companies making new stuff because they can. Yeah, and they want to be the first ones to have it when it releases finally. Mm-hmm. But that will conclude. That was loud. That will conclude our discussion on Apple products and kind of the technology market as of yesterday. And we're going to go ahead and move forward to what is my favorite announcement of the week. And we were going to do that immediately after a short break. We're going to take for the purpose of surviving. But after we take that short break, we're going to come back with a thrilling announcement that you already know. But it's going to be mega cool. You could even say it's going to be hella mega cool. But we'll be back in a few, folks. All right, we're back and discussing the hella mega tour. About the hella for... mega tour. Hella mega tour, bro. If any of you are into mid-2000s punk rock, this is your heaven. This is the pinnacle. This is it. It's a tour of Weezer. Fallout Boy. Best of all, Green Day. What the hell is Blink Blink One Eighty Two? It's true. All the small things. Anyways, um, so what in the world is this lineup? First of all, I mean, does anyone know the last time that Green Day even toured? Well, uh, twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. So it's I guess fairly recent. But there wasn't a whole lot of like media attention around it either. Yeah, I I don't feel like. I think like it's doing a lot for him being able to have all three of these bands together, especially. Um, it's getting me more excited about it because like I didn't get into the whole 2000s punk rock music until probably five years ago. So um, I, I'm not like die hard 
been listening to it all my life kind of kind of fan but um definitely really excited fallout boy i probably have like more single songs um like saved from fallout boy than any of the other bands like ever like and i've never really looked into weezer a whole lot so personally like i'm super excited for this tour just because i know it'll be like a super electric just lots of energy in that concert and that that's that's honestly what i look for in a concert too because i've been to concerts where like the the headlines are big names and stuff like that but they're not the most fun concerts and then i went to a smaller concert ajr seeing them for the first time and that was the most fun concert i had ever been to just because of the energy in the room and i feel like this concert between the type of music and just the people in the crowd that we're going to be around is going to be a ton of fun i mean you may have a significantly older well i mean maybe not significantly but you're gonna have an older crowd for this concert than typical i would assume but i i'm i am so ready man i don't even know i've been listening to green day god since i was fifth grade probably fifth grade sixth grade i know i mean i i got i really got into fallout boy my sixth grade year of middle school and i've been listening to them ever since because they I had I had heard "Thanks for the Memories" from Fall Out Boy in sixth grade, and then that that was, that was hmm? I did not know that was Fall Out Boy. Really? Yes, "Thanks for the Memories" is Fall Out Boy, and I heard that in sixth grade, and then that was when Fall Out Boy had like broken up or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they I surprisingly came back in my seventh grade year and made the uh, "Save Rock and Roll" album, which is one of my favorite uh, albums ever of all time. Yeah ever and that's just, and that's i mean that's not the like, conclusive of all i guess genres but as far as completed albums go that's one of my favorite albums of all time mm-hmm. and that mainly it could be because of it, me growing up on it and me remembering the whole experience mm-hmm. behind it but fantastic music and then weezer weezer i never i didn't get into weezer really until probably a couple of years ago and i'm still not that huge of a weezer fan mm-hmm. but they have a lot of iconic music like say it ain't so mm-hmm. uh a few other songs and they made. They, I know they remade the Africa song from By Toto, yeah, Toto last that. year, and that was a big hit. But I am I'm astonished that this tour was even announced, especially considering how late it's going to be. Because you said they're hitting Europe first. Is that what you said? Yeah, they're hitting Europe first. They're starting uh, in, in Paris, in mid June. Paris, yeah. France is where June they're starting. June seventeenth, I think it was. June thirteenth, twenty twenty. Gotcha. And then uh, they come back to America July seventeenth. Yeah, that's, that's what the seventeenth is. And then I know here in dallas they're coming the 31st two days after my birthday so i'm super excited that i like in globe life park in globe life park which i've never been to a a concert in globe life park it's actively ranger stadium right i've only ever been there for a rangers game i'm just making sure oh okay for for everybody's sake yeah and Um, that it's being repurposed because the new ranger stadium is going to be opening up in 2020 i I didn't even think because it's going to become the it's going to become an xfl stadium for mm-hmm. the new xfl team for dallas and then it'll i guess it'll become just an event center afterwards yeah and that makes sense for a concert is the uh but is the concert going to be at like the new facility is it going to be ready by then i be at the old, i don't like, i mean it's going to be globe at park. globe life park i'm assuming that they're just going to restructure it i don't think that they're going to like demolish anything uh-huh. or build a separate structure i think they may adjust the seating arrangements because it's definitely not structured for a concert right now I yeah would think I mean, that's, be like that's what, at&t stadium or something you know that that was my like the only problem with at&t stadium is there's not enough floor 
they're like normally at a concert like that you would have decent floor seating mm-hmm. because for for a punk rock band a lot of people are going to want to you know actually get into the music not a lot of people are going to be sitting down you'd be surprised how to, much like floor seating there is at uh AT&T AT&T stadium, stadium. Yeah, i mean like, i'm sure there's a decent amount but there I, the people don't, what i meant i guess best place for floor stadium like seating is going to be dosaki's uh, pavilion but that's Dallas. not big enough to hold it's but yeah exactly it's this is a this is this i would say this is i would all i would kind of argue that this is a generational concert like yeah with as much as being offered here and because i mean these are three iconic bands it's not yeah. like and i i if you're not into punk rock you probably don't care nearly at all about this because me their <laughs> their music isn't interesting i i feel like punk rock is one of those things that's very you're either into it or you don't like it at all yeah it definitely took like it took some growth for me to really get into it because like even weezer i'm not like super um interested into yeah and like there's plenty of green day songs that i'm not interested in at all just because like i don't i don't like the way they sound but definitely like and like i know i'm gonna get hate for from any like true green day fan for for not for only liking like some of their hits but their hits are hits for a reason they're good they're good songs people like them and the songs I do like, I like a lot. Okay. And then Fall Out Boys, I'm, I'm definitely more of a fan of Fall Out Boy just because I like their sound better than both of the other bands. So I have like I like a wider range of Fall Out Boy songs than probably Green Day and Weezer combined. Yeah, like, it's not that I'm not interested in this type of music. I just haven't had enough exposure to it. Mm-hmm. Especially coming up, I didn't hear much of punk rock. I was more tailored around like R&B and rap. And I'm, so I'm in the same boat. It's not that... I don't like this music as far as what, like you said, as far as what I've heard, I like, Mm -hmm. but I, I want to get more into it. I just haven't found the time to. And I I think that's completely understandable. I mean, punk rock isn't for a long time. Punk rock was kind of looked almost down upon. It it was definitely Mm -hmm. like a niche. um, Yeah. Not many people. It was, it was a market for a very small amount of people. And that is the reason why a lot of people don't know much about it. Most people know who Green Day and Fall Out Boy are, yeah. and probably in a decent amount of people would probably know who Weezer is. Honestly, I didn't know who Weezer was when I when I saw the tour release. I, I had heard the name, but I didn't know much of the. You don't know much people. of the songs. No. Yeah, I mean, which I, I listen to their songs and like I, I recognize some of the songs, but um, I know Weezer's a big band, mm-hmm. but I just I just like I I don't have a whole lot of friends or family. That are super interested into it either, so I kind of had like discover it a lot of this myself, mm-hmm. um, and fo- like Fall Out Boy. I have a lot of people that know Fall Out Boy, but that like in our generation, especially everybody knows Fall Out Boy. Everybody's heard a few of their songs, Centuries, and um, thanks for the memories. Li- yeah, thanks something. for the memories and the lighted up song. Uh, so, uh, I know what my songs know what you did in the dark. Yeah, yeah, my songs know what you did on the dark. Like some of the most popular songs in the world when it comes to like hype up songs that you hear everywhere okay so um, like commercial music basically yeah, commercial music. for like college game day exactly it's probably exactly. like upset a lot of weezer fans but <laughs> the first song i think i've ever heard from weezer was their cover of africa and i think that was even the first time i heard of weezer so yeah i grew up playing hockey and all hockey is is really just rock and alternative music and I heard alternative music for the first time. I mean, and what alternative is kind of what I call punk rock. To eight. I mean, I know I know alternative has a different meaning now. It's a lot more hippie sabotage vibes to it. If mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Like uh, God, who's it? like Coin? Like if you know who Coin is, yeah, or, I've heard of 
that's more of what alternative is viewed as today. But when I first got into it, it was more punk rock, Rise Against, uh, Rage Against the Machine, stuff like that. And Green Day and Fall Out Boy and not really Weezer. No, I mean, sorry to Weezer or whatever, but like just I don't I, I didn't listen to them much until recently. Uh, but Fall Out Boy and Green Day, man, I grew up on them. Yeah, like I really did. And so this tour is exciting to me because I never got the chance to see Fall Out Boy in concert that I was too young, really, when they went on tour for their uh, Save Rock and Roll tour. Mm-hmm. But I could have gone when they released, because they released another uh, album in 2017 called Mania, and I could have gone and seen that. I just didn't, and I wished I did after I didn't. But I'm really excited to go see them. And then Green Day it has been a very rare occurrence to be able to see them, even when they were like really popular. They would mm-hmm. sell out most of their shows. And I mean, one my, my favorite live performance I've ever heard ever is the Dublin it's the holiday Dublin live performance and there's not like a video of it or at least not the one that I've seen but the audio from it is some of my favorite audio Mm -hmm. to as far as live renditions of music it's some of my favorite and I am I am stoked for this tour because like I said I've been growing up on the music I mean when I was riding my longboard all around dfw in seventh grade all i was listening to was fallout boy yeah <laughs> that, and i and to this day i listen to a large amount of i mean i was listening to an alternative playlist all week before this even dropped yeah and it's just it's like probably my favorite genre of music as in like as singular but not that i don't like other genres just it's my top if i had to pick one that's just so funny because if a tour of like t-pain akon and neo was in fruition i would probably get tickets for that because i was so tailored around that type of music in that era i guess because Mm -hmm. my brother and sister were very into that and so i'd just be hearing so much t-pain throughout my day and like usher and uh i'm t-pain you know me (laughs) baby bash (laughs) i mean that makes a ton of sense what's your favorite what's your favorite song by t-pain is it is it buy you a drink or whatever is it Mo- yeah, it's buy you a drink. Okay, there we go. <laughs> it's the most generic one, but it you can bump that song any time of day, in my opinion. I love it so much. I never understood the hype behind T Pain or like this that style of music. Not that I think it's bad. He just like it's yeah. just people loved it. I'm, like it was like auto-tune. I'm not the biggest fan of R and B, just in general. I like and- Get Out. <laughs> Get out of my house. I'm sorry. Uh, your house. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> There's Cole. Um, I, I, it just never really like connected with me. I understand that. But like back, back to the tour, I think this is going to be a really awesome and just, like I said, electric tour because nobody's debuting an album. Nobody's like really like trying to promote an album yeah. by touring. Yeah. That is Green Day supposed to release an album? I have no idea. There's See, a whole year. It's a collab that. album with all I three of them. So. Now that but generally, like, <laughs> would be something. But generally people... <laughs> Drop an album and then release tour dates. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not what saying album? that they won't. I'm just, or they will. I'm just saying that we don't know. Yeah, so they like, could drop a song, maybe not an entire album. Yeah, but, but like I if, doubt they do. It's probably just them re-performing their greatest hits. Yeah, realistically, you you have a favorite artist. They they go on tour, but they're doing it to promote their their newest album. So you're probably like it may it may be not your it may not be your favorite album and you love a, another album a lot more you're not going to hear as many of those songs like they, they they throw them in but like i think here we'll be able to hear 
all of their greatest songs. It'll be their in, it'll in, be in a the greatest story. hits tour. I mean, you're not gonna have time to hear all of their music. I mean, if you have if you like very specific songs from some of these yeah. bands, you may not hear them simply because it's there's not gonna be. They enough have time. so much content over the years, and so and it's, yeah, it's they're, they're three old bands, bands with yes. huge amounts of music. Yeah, you'd be there for out probably days if they went through. I would their be, entire discography. I, mean, I would be more than okay with sitting in a stadium full of them for for over a day. For, I would do it for a week. A week? Yeah, I mean... They cover I, an album a day, or not... I feel like it'd be faster than that, but... I mean, if all three of them covered one yeah. album per day, it would still take a long time. Yeah. And I'm, I'm here for it. If they, if they wanted to book out Globe Life for just a week and say, whoever stays gets to hear it all, I'm I'm there. I will... I will commit to the bit. I probably couldn't do it if if some if like some classic rock bands came back from the dead. I I would do that just because like that's that's my Freddie Mercury genre. just wakes up and decides he that he's is, ready to perform. I would run to that. I would. I I'm not. I, could, I'm I, not I would saying, spend my entire ticket, life savings, any yes. price. I will I'll tell you. I am Mercury. not guaranteeing that I wouldn't kill somebody to see Queen live. Mm-hmm. Like the Queen, Queen. Yeah, like I'm not I mean, saying I wouldn't God, kill someone. It's just like. He has such an iconic voice, and just the thought of being in that presence, live. And just hear that. Don't that. stop okay. me now, or I mean, we will rock you, Bohemian or Rhapsody Hammer to Fall, or Hammer to Fall, Radio Gaga. If we will do, rock you, if you don't get chills watching like like a clips clips pop up on Twitter all the time, or just like Bohemian you're Rhapsody on YouTube, or no, just like of the Live Aid concert yeah. especially. If you do not get chills from watching that um, concert. Or just like watching the the movie Bohemian Rhapsody when they play that whole scene. If you don't get chills, there is something wrong with you. And it's like only specific Ew. artists. Like, sorry, I cut you off. No, you're good. I was but just doing the little. <laughs> only like you were cutting him off. <laughs> Cole but, was cutting Muhammad off with the AO. Like, there's like a number of artists that you can think about who, whenever you hear them live, sounds no different from whenever you hear them whenever their songs are produced in a studio. Mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury is one of those people. I I've, I've listened to snippets of the Live Aid concert and sound it was indistinguishable from anything that i listen to on spotify now and i don't know how many artists are like that because i feel like very few it's many many rely on just like getting their pitch correct and i don't know too much about uh the recording process but hearing people live is very different from hearing them especially today where i mean i mean it's not you it's not lying to say that a decent amount of artists out there use a heavy portion of autotune which that's honestly one of my reasons i'm such a fan of post malone not only is he a very i mean not not authentic but a unique artist in what music he releases but Mm -hmm. as far as performances go he holds up to his music he really does i mean i'm not saying it's perfect but he performs well as opposed to some people where you hear them in concert and it's like am i listening to the same person (laughs) iggy azalea (laughs) okay no one goes to an iggy azalea concert that's that's um i beg to differ (laughs) really are you you a big fan no not at all can can anybody here name a full like can anybody here name three songs by iggy azalea and if you can you're off of the podcast forever i think maybe three or four years ago she had a song black widow black widow Widow. you can name that that. i mean that song is pretty fire i'm so fancy Fancy? So fancy. I think that's what it's yeah, called. I think it's the name of the song. And crickets. I can't think. There's a song named Crickets. Crickets. No, I'm not <laughs> talking about the noises. Yeah, and... yeah. Iggy um, Azalea. She's just. Something I'm just else. saying. And she's just fallen off the map. She's completely irrelevant. She was now. never on the map. 
I know she was gonna. I, there was a time like she was she was on the radio multiple times like every day. No and one now listens to not. the radio. There were reports of her like okay. Doing well, a not everybody was as privileged as you. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Stones in a glass house, sir. Go ahead. <laughs> there were I I remember hearing a couple months ago of there being talks of her joining like Pornhub or something. Like, yeah, that there there. I'd be on. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, next. I'm just saying, I don't know if y'all are huge Travis Scott fans, but very massive y'all have Travis not, Scott fan. bro, I'm just saying, y'all I got, have not lived until you are hanging off of the barricade, looking right at him. Surreal. Surreal. Like I've heard most, he's the best performer out there it in is, today's world. I've seen him twice. First time it was uh, in the nosebleeds for when he opened for Kendrick. Phenomenal, even from the nosebleeds. But recently when I went to Jambalaya, I was pushed to the barricade and it was the most amazing i i I can't even imagine like skeletons was playing and just rain i'm not even exaggerating rain started pouring right as skeletons was playing i thought it was the most it was like divine intervention or something (laughs) at that point it's an angelic experience yeah it was amazing the the look on muhammad's face right now just makes me so jealous to to him have seen having had that experience with travis scott because that's something like I, I just only in the about. moment, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't record it or anything. I, I had a guy next to me. He was recording it. He sent me the videos, but I did not want to record it at all. Just I word to that to, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not a fan of whenever someone's performing, and all you see is just phones. See, there you waste. Okay, and this is depending on who you are. You may disagree with this, but I, it's easy to access the content of people's concerts online. Yeah, it's yeah. not hard. You're paying to go to their concert to watch the live performance, you're not doing it so you can upload 80% of the clips to your Snapchat mm-hmm. or Instagram. I get it. You, it's social media, whatever. You want You want people to know you are there. You maybe want to track the experience, but that's not the purpose behind a concert. No. You are there to watch somebody perform, and, in, and especially a situation where it's Travis Scott or anybody of that caliber where, I mean, you don't ever know if you're going to get that close to Travis Scott again. Yeah. Enjoy the damn moment for what it is. I never even dreamt of getting that close, but it just happened. Also, I was that close. I was also that close for seeing Lil Nas X live (laughs) for his first performance ever. So I got to see him perform Old Town Road and then walk off the stage. It was magical. That's that's amazing. (laughs) Lil Nas X, man. But yeah, I I would. Travis Scott is definitely like on, on top of my list of people i want to see live highly right recommend now. It. after after seeing um his, his documentary on netflix i like i got chills watching that it made too. you want to go to a travis concert. it made me want to go to a travis scott concert so bad and knowing so like when he debuted the World tour in houston i was in houston for work uh, so i was just th- i was in houston but like i i knew the concert was just a few miles away from me and i just couldn't be there and it was the worst feeling in the world jolla and i like to know a little fun fact of about course. my first concert experience Okay. So, uh, first concert experience. These are the people I saw: Backstreet Boys, Megan Trainer, and Charlie Puth. Okay. What a combination! Outside of Megan Trainer, that's <laughs> not the worst combination you could come out. Dude, I like Only Puth. people I cared about were Backstreet Boys. Other than that, I did not care for the concert. Really? It was the uh, Jingle Ball thing. Uh, <laughs> I, I, my sister had a ticket for it. All right, and uh, she wanted me to go. And you, so, you had to have been so out of place in that crowd, dude. I it was radio music the entire time. 
I What's a Megan Trainer song? I know I would know it. All just... about that bass. All oh about my god. That, uh, that song. The fact that, that I that saw and that Happy live... by Pharrell are some of my like least favorite music to ever be made. Yeah. Like Happy by Pharrell is arguably one of my least favorite songs ever. It was just overplayed. Not only is it overplayed, it's just generally not that good of a song. It's catchy, sure, but it's not good. It's like one of those earworm songs, you know, like Yeah. Yeah. Just gets stuck. yeah. Mm. Kind of like Old Town Road. Old Town Road. Old is Town Road is fire. Musical genius. <laughs> I listen to as many remixes as I like he will put out. I will be listening to that song until the end of time, sir. You'll be listening to the to the brand new remix he puts out 30 years from now. Oh okay. yeah. Have you all seen the, the one with Obama? <laughs> There's a remix with Obama. There no. should be. Have you all seen the Panini music video yet? Yeah. That is some... I mean, there is more money in that two and a half minute music video than there are in some movies. <laughs> I just love how Sky Jackson's trying to get away from him like the entire time. The part where he lands on the plane wing yeah. is, is creative genius. <laughs> I love him so much. I I would pay any amount of... Not really pay, but I would really like to just have a conversation with him. Yeah, just to hang out with him. He seems just like a really cool yeah. dude to hang out with. And I, I didn't hate his Twitter's his, hilarious. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean that's how he got like his following. You know, uh, is via memes. Like he didn't he didn't get famous yeah. because of his music, or like I guess he got famous because of his, his music. song was a meme. But he didn't get Twitter following. Yeah, his song in itself was a meme, and I like, uh, I think Texas Tech is kind of like accredited with like really boosting his song during the the call the it got big in like December. It got big in like December, and then it got bigger when he dropped the. Billy Ray Cyrus, because Billy Ray Cyrus, what oh, what that, brought that helped him a lot. What got his song popular is what gets a lot of songs popular now, and that's TikTok. Unfortunate as it is, TikTok is what got yeah. Old Town Road popular, and that's what got that song La 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 popular or whatever. Yeah, and it gets, I mean, a fair amount of songs popular. It's just I know, just I, I didn't, I hadn't, I hadn't heard of uh, Two Door Cinema Club ever up until like TikTok. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I hadn't really listened I didn't even know to what them that. At all. Is um, the where people are like slapping the, yeah, oh. you know, just that's that's all I needed to say for you to know what song. Yeah, yeah, it's called in the name of the song, "Undercover Martin." Huh. I don't even know what it's supposed to mean, but it's a good song. I don't know, but the way that <laughs> undercover, I mean, didn't Dean Martin play like a lot of spies in movies? I'm oh, not too aware. That could no. be like under Dean Martin. Maybe did he play? Was he? Um, like I know Dean original. Martin was like a movie star. Yeah, he was a singer. Is like one of the big parts. Didn't, of it. but he played in movies, didn't he? Yeah, I know. I mean, they all did. Bing Crosby, um, except Frank Sinatra, really. But I mean, Frank Sinatra Dean, is. But Martin spelled with a Y too instead of. An oh R. well, then never mind. That's weird. Discard. But um, where were we? <laughs> Lil Nas. Just, I just got so lost, huh? Little Nas. Little Nas. Yeah, I mean, his social media is just great. I just think it's funny that he literally got famous because of him making jokes on Twitter. And then and then he happens to drop a song that becomes nationally viral yeah. and just the, takes over the world. Well, it broke the record for the, for the, the longest, longest stand- number one. St- yeah, longest standing number one um, billboard. It just, that speaks yeah, to 2019. So, okay. I think 19 weeks, right? I It was something 19 insane. or 20 weeks. And then got beat out by Bad Guy. But that song Billie came out Eilish. so much prior to old town road i believe and bad so, guy bad guy or no it was after but it was yeah it came out after it was just 
it but felt it like it felt like, like bad guy way. would have broken number one sooner if it was going to break number one at all mm-hmm. good song i just didn't think it was number two for that it long. was it's definitely a radio song like over you don't like bad you don't like bad guy it's a great song i've just heard it so you listen much to the whole album no, it was pretty good. I really? like. I I'm not genuinely like Billie Eilish. I don't. I don't think she's like the best, but I do like her. I'm not yeah. a huge fan, but that album made me like her. That's well, good. Like "Bury a Friend," that song or whatever, actually gets me like into the music. Song "I Love You," it's been to tear my heart out and then like disassemble it and then put it all back together. She's like 17 and she has a yeah, the very fact that she's so does young. everything from her Sad own house too. Mind. Like she does everything from her house with her brother. Really? That's how she produces yeah, it's pretty her incredible. music. That's, that was really awesome. I, I know I've heard some stuff about it, and like I got into it a little bit it's pretty like, impressive. even before Bad Guy came out. But like, I feel like Bad Guy wasn't a whole lot of... like. It, it's I don't, a very I don't upbeat even song. It, it's very upbeat compared to a lot of her but music. But then the like very ending of it, it derails into this very disoriented yeah. uh, kind of psychedelic uh, melody. Mm-hmm. One of my friends, uh, shout out Asher Georges, hates her. He thinks she's very generic, but Here, I beg to differ. My opinion on Billie Eilish as far as general thoughts, I think she is a very good artist to listen to when you have bass applicable like sound, I guess, if that makes sense. Like if, you're, if you can listen to the bass behind the songs and the entire like experience of it, it's cool. I don't know how people see her at a concert. I don't. Like I I don't know how you listen to her music in concert. She sold out American Airlines. I get in it. Dallas. I I know she's popular. I just don't know how. Like yeah. I I can't. You can't get really excited to her music. <laughs> she comes out there. What do you? People want are just like from me? people are just Why do moshing. You run from me when we all fall asleep. Where do we go? That was, was not a bad run. What's that? Not a bad cover. That's a pretty good cover. Yeah, you know. I mean, I mean, if I need to go to America's Got Talent, I'm I'm willing to. Do the it. next mask singer. Yeah, you know. Next mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, no. Yeah, but I I know Billie Eilish is really popular. I just I, I guess I don't get her concert appeal, but that's just me. I'm well, sure there's like, some people that get really entertained. By I saw it. Khalid live, and let yeah, me just recently, really like the one know, he just had after him. American Teen that tour. Let me just tell you, me and my friends, we camped out all day for that concert, and. Uh, just that entire venue is very um, unorganized. And so we were there all day, about like nine, ten hours. And they started two lines because the one that we formed, it was too long. And so they let the other line go in first when we had been there all day. And so that kind of caused an upset. But for an R&B artist, let me just tell you, it was the most cramped concert experience I could like ever feel. Because I I've never I'm not claustrophobic, but that's how I felt. It was it was as if I was at a rap concert. Essentially. What venue was it at? Uh, Southside Ballroom. Okay. See, I um that's when I saw that's where I saw AJR, mm-hmm. and it was really cramped, but like, it was really upbeat, fast, like fun fun music that you can just like jump around to and have a great time. Like, and like Khaled, like does he have a couple songs that you could have done that to? Khalid. I mean, yeah, but as far as like being a performer, I I cut him some slack because that was his first tour, mm-hmm. and so he was pretty he, young too, wasn't he? Yeah, he's like a year older than us, which is insane. That's fun. But he's making millions of dollars, and we're podcasting <laughs> in a garage. <laughs> he's just like kind of stood there performing, and so I mean, I hope he got better about that. But with 
his concert, people were having to be taken out because of heat exhaustion and stuff. And that's only stuff I would expect really? for like really was high intensity. Like, was it in the was middle of the summer? summer? Yeah, it was in July. Okay. okay, that makes a little bit more See, sense. See, I saw my concert at like the end of October. Was it during the day? Um, no, it was at like seven, eight o'clock at night. I get that. Wow, it must have been very crowded. I mean, it I, was I, very cramped. It, it gets, was sold it gets out. Really crowded. They, it was at the House of Blues, but then they changed the venue to Southside Ballroom because so many people bought tickets. Yeah. I do see your point on it, though. That when you're in like a really hot environment, if the music is exciting, it's probably easier to endure than yeah. it being very I downbeat. Agree. I would much rather see a very slow beat concert in the winter. If that makes sense. Whereas, you know what I'm saying? You can like just kind of chill there and like in like a hoodie and just yeah, kind of like tame yeah. Paula. Like, yeah, like kind of just like almost vibe to the music and just get in, get, kind of get in the mood and the atmosphere of it. I would rather do that in the winter. Whereas in the summer, if I'm going to a concert, I want to be like a bit into, like, into it. You know, See, I yeah, want to get uh, jacked up. I could get jacked up at in any season, but <laughs> I. <laughs> Uh, you're listening to like jingle bells going into December and you're just like, let's go. <laughs> Mariah, if I, I, I would get jacked up to my, to Mariah Carey, oh. uh, seeing all I want for Christmas <laughs> is you. I, I would, I would start jumping around screaming like 100%. Anyway, word back to what I was saying, <laughs> but like slow music would probably be better in the winter. Cause I can't just like stand in the heat, sweating my ass off. Um, listening to slow music, I, I'll sweat and get really jacked up to fast music in the summer. But I'll also do that in the winter, where it's more comfortable. Too. I would, I would be down for that. I'm just saying that when it comes to, I don't think I slow can music. slow music specifically. Yeah. I don't think I could do it in the. I, I could agree. do it, but I think it would be better in more the, appropriate. Yeah, yeah. In, in the cold, where it's more. I mean, it sounds dumb to say that seasons like determine what music you want to see in concert, but. It, I mean, it makes sense to me. It, it makes sense completely. And, like, um, it it also changes, like, what venues you'd want to go to as well. Because, like, there's different experiences mm-hmm. from venue to venue. Like, most of the concerts I've been to have been at Dos Equis, So it's outdoors. And they've been hot, mostly. I've um, never been to an outside venue. Really? It's pretty concert. fun. It's pretty fun. It's, yeah. it's hot. But, I mean, if you're in the shaded areas. I've never sat in the uh, the yard at Dos Equis, mm-hmm. But if you're in the inner like pit or on the shaded area it's not bad yeah and generally like it's it's later so like the sun has set and it's it's all shaded for the most part and it's actually really comfortable it's cool you're there with your friends when you arrive Um, it's awful though well yeah when you're first there you're constantly drinking water you're you're sweating Mm -hmm. a lot and you're just like waiting it out until um it gets darker and cooler speaking of which yeah can we touch on the fact that summer is the worst season 100%. Oh, 100% agree. Okay, I'm glad we have a unanimous decision they, they there. They picked the worst time possible in the year to have, like, your school break. I, okay, that's a great point. Yeah, like, you're in school, you're inside all day for school anyway. So why and, would you pick the hottest time of the year to let you go outside? Exactly. Yeah, makes sense, yeah. Why not make our summer break, be, or our quote-unquote summer break, instead make it a spring break and just stay out from, like, February to May or something like that? Yeah, I would love fall. So, like maybe starting like in september where it's it's a little bit hot but it's getting, so you go until september cooler. and then or like until you october start, yeah you start in september and go until like november like the end of thanksgiving see winter's like but is, i mean how, if, you, if that was your summer break how would christmas break work you just have another christmas break like we have what are you gonna do move christmas <laughs> no 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 like you breaking ha- news christmas is in february like you have your summer break you start school and then like a month later you get your christmas break you said you go back at the end of Thanksgiving. So, eh. 
I guess you'll have a couple whenever weeks. this because it's all based on six weeks. So whenever that six weeks starts, winter's okay. my favorite. And Agreed. I wish we had the biggest break or whatever summer break, whatever you want to call it, winter break, but a longer one in winter. But sadly, like here in Texas, it are like the coldest temperatures. I feel start around January, February, and it's only like fifteen at that point too. Yeah. That's like the very coldest yeah. we get. We don't get white Christmases. I just we want just snow, man. very rarely. I mean, we got. I know we had one in like, like I want to say like two thousand twelve or something like that. It, it's been a while. It's I been a one time. time. It was in like third or second grade, but we had a blizzard over here, and yeah, we, we could, had like six inches. We of could snow, not go outside. Six inches is definitely an overstatement. I don't know had. if it was considered a blizzard, but yeah, we got like a, a couple feet of snow. I think. Okay, definitely not a couple feet. <laughs> one foot. I feel like fifth fifth grade we got a lot of snow. It may have I, been. I it may that. have been like six. I remember inches, like it was maybe. the first time I was ever to really play in the snow. Do you yeah. know how big couple feet is? You'd be stepping in the snow. You're talking about like the size of a toddler. Like, okay, maybe right here, bro. Yeah. A couple yeah, of feet is of definitely snow. overstatement. Like if you have a four-year-old cousin, that says how much the snow is. Yeah. yeah we, we lost a lot of kids that year. And then like... Um, <laughs> they weren't prepared. <laughs> we were, we're, not, we're not equipped to handle children in the snow, man. They, they got yeah. lost. We didn't have the teams to find them. L- little Timmy is still said to be out there somewhere. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Timmy. Anyway, I had a lot of fun. Like, uh, we got a lot of snow freshman year, and that was probably the last time, like, we got a significant amount of snow to play in and, like, maybe make a snowman. I just want to move to, like, Vancouver or something. Oh, where my God. The snow is constant, and you don't have to worry about if I'm, we're going to have snow or not, or you fool yourself into believing that this is going to be the year we have snow. Because that's what I always do to myself, and I'm always disappointed. Yeah. The summer in Vancouver is so nice, too. It's, like, 75. It's like the hot. You walk outside and it's seventy five degrees, and you're like, "Damn, dude, y'all want to go swimming?" Canada's yeah, so beautiful. The cold is like dangerous, though. I, like the the heat is dangerous here. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's just like that's why I want to move to like Arkansas. It's, it's a trait. I mean, I would never, ever, ever want to live in Arkansas. <laughs> that you I feel hit like Colorado would be ideal. Now Colorado, Colorado. which is the same like uh, latitude, I'd be down for. Col- Colorado's yeah. a little wacky for me. Eh. Why? Yeah, no, test. no, <laughs> test. no test. certain plant. <laughs> no, I'm fine with the plant. I think the political atmosphere is what he's referencing. I'm talking about rosemary. So. Rosemary. <laughs> Basil. Legalization of rosemary has caused quite an... 100% of rosemary like deaths are rosemary related. Parsley. <laughs> Thyme. Arugula. Arugula. Cilantro. Paprika. All right, that's that's that's, that's a flavoring it's herb. It's a, I meant it to say something else, but I didn't say it correctly. That is a minor. What did you try saying? Um, God, parsley, parsley. parsley? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, parsley. parsley. Um, no, but <laughs> yes, I'd be down to live in Colorado or anywhere that's Episote. not anywhere that gets out of the. There's a hold on. It's like it's called the humid subtropical climate. Humid subtropical climate. Yeah, that's what the like Texas and like the Gulf Rim of the United States is in, and that that changes as you go north. I don't know what it is north. I just know it's not that. And I would be, um, really interested in the idea of going to like maybe even like Pennsylvania. Where it's it's very like woodland mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania. There's a lot of trees. That's why like the Montana, Arkansas, lots of cold winter. Arkansas is really okay, woodland. Listen, like, that's why it's not too. Will, it's not too far away. Arkansas is. What where does you Arkansas go? have? Trees. Okay. What else? Meth. 
Okay, yeah, there. You got trees and if you got trees and meth. If I wanted to get trees and meth, I'd go to Keller. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't need trees and meth right now. I mean, I, I think that Pennsylvania or I feel like Montana would be nice. No one lives there. Uh, exactly. I know, I know people who live there. You know people that live in Montana? Yeah. I, I think I know one person that lives in Montana. My parents honeymooned in Montana. Or Washington? Washington State? To, uh, <laughs> now that I'd be interested in. Gla- Glacier I'd love National to live Park. in Seattle. Seattle rains all the time, and I could not be happier. About I that. love rain. I am... Dude, respect there. I... The atmosphere of, like, overcast, rainy, cool weather is the best experience I could that depress, even describe. Like, having gray skies and stuff depresses people, I feel, but for me... It makes it, me so happy. It lightens me up. I get, I get like, excited. That is, my, that, is, that is my ideal state. Is like When everybody else is sad, and it's, like, raining outside, and everyone's really de- sad because they got to walk to work or drive to work in the rain, and they're going to be a few minutes late, I am so thrilled that... Seeing the sun peek out of those clouds is the most depressing thing for me. Especially in the summer. In the summer when summer in, no, in the summer when it's raining and it stops, yesterday it's worse than heartbreak. Talk about yesterday where it rained for like fifteen minutes and then went out of like came out of nowhere and then ended. It so did you see that? Yeah, no. it was it was literally a thunderstorm that or not really a thunderstorm, but it was like was a, it last night? It was a head, no, no, it was in the middle, middle of the, of the day. afternoon. It was at like five, 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 yeah. and it was clear sky, not five a cloud in the, middle in the, of the afternoon, not five. Is five not the middle of the afternoon? I go to bed at two forty-five in the morning the daily. I don't. I don't know what. I think five starts evening. My conception of time right, is it was very different than other people. <laughs> I, I I talk to people and I'm like, yeah, I uh, I was like, I can't even remember what it was, and it was like I got home kind of at the beginning of the night last night. And I was and I drop a time like nine forty-five or something like that. Yeah. Somebody's like nine forty-five is the beginning of the night, and I I just don't. I I, would, I tweeted this the other day. I don't really think about how other people's middle of the night is like 2 a.m. Yeah. Two, like 2 in the morning is other people's, they're in their deep sleep. That's their middle of the night. For me, I'm just hanging out, doing whatever. <laughs> not even consider. Yeah, watching YouTube, talking to people, hanging out. I just, I don't think about it. That's your most social time. That is probably my most social hour that it <laughs> is the middle of the night. And it's the weirdest thing. That's and, crazy because I can, like, if I'm up at that time, there's nothing of, like, importance or just like excitement. I never, I never said what I was doing was important. Not importance, <laughs> but excitement, I guess, at that hour. Just FaceTime Cole. Yeah. Now, I mean, well, now I know. Awake. Yeah, I, that's the thing is I'm, if you're texting me, FaceTiming me, and it's not I 5 in the morning. Catch you at 3 a.m. Yeah, that, it's funny though because if you text and FaceTime me at 3 a.m., I'm going to be awake. If you text and FaceTime me at 9 a.m., I'm asleep. Yep. <laughs> it's a really weird. I automatically wake up at about 8.30 a.m. every day. Well, it just depends because I, on my Mondays and Wednesday, Wednesday classes, I have to be up at like 7.30, 7.45. Mm-hmm. I get like four hours of sleep on those days. So I compensate elsewhere, if that makes sense, because I I go to bed at like 3.30, give or take, two, anywhere between the range of 2.45 to 3.30 daily. And sometimes it's later, sometimes it's maybe a little bit earlier, but normally never than earlier than two at the earliest. And... So on days where I have to wake up at 10, I get a normal night's sleep in. But on any other day of the week, if I have to wake up early, I'm shorting it. You yeah. see, it's currently 10.33 p.m. Central Time. That's like late for me. I, I, I sleep. I sleep. I'm sleeping at this time yeah, right at now. At this point, I have to be awake in six hours. Yeah. 
Yeah, I at this point, like I have to be asleep in six hours. And <laughs> sad, sadly enough, like as much as I would, like this summer, I, I was sleeping until 10, 30, 11 every day. But now that I'm waking up at 4.30, I tried sleeping in the other day when I didn't have school. And I, I don't think I had to I don't to like work. sleeping anymore. Yeah, I don't. I don't sleeping think, in. Not sleeping, sleeping in? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, when I was a kid, I could not sleep in at all. I, I, I was up by like seven every day, honestly. I, that's just how I naturally woke up. And then I couldn't just go back to sleep, so I would get up. Like make breakfast and watch TV, but then like Saturday morning cartoons, bro. Oh, the best! Boomerang. Wait, wake up at like six thirty. Boomerang and Cartoon Network. Wake up at six thirty. Turn oh on Cartoon God. Network and, and not and not show. move for like five hours. I Time, love Teen Titans, bro. Teen Titans will never not be my favorite cartoon show. Like when I was really young, though. Yeah. When I mean, the more and more I understood, I guess more. Like I understood more of what I was watching. That changed, but yeah. I would wake up to watch Teen Titans. I remember when I used to... I would schedule myself to watch Star Wars The Clone Wars when I was... <laughs> oh, Star Wars The Clone Wars was my show. I, I watched that for, like... I think until, like, it stopped. Like, until... Up it, until the yeah, end of it? Up until About the end the of same it. here. I mean... I, wa- I, I watched when the movie came out, like, before the show mm-hmm. started. I, I saw that in theaters. Like Really? Yeah, I was the biggest star wars fan growing up i love star wars and that's a that was one of the topics that i wanted to fit in tonight if we had had the opportunity i was going to bring up the rise of skywalker maybe a few fan theories about that i have personally developed my own theory on what the rise of skywalker could entail but if y'all want to do that this weekend we could talk about that so yeah tune in tune into the next episode to find out what our opinions on the rise of skywalker is and i don't know how much mohammed knows about star wars but i'm assuming it's a fair amount Zabuma I know someone's someone's father. Someone is someone's father. Yeah, you tune in next episode to find kidding. out who is whose father. Yeah, <laughs> big re- big it's reveal. Like We're finding Steve out Harvey. who Luke's father is. On <laughs> Luke's, father. <laughs> Luke's father is next. Uh, Steve Harvey uh, comes episode. in and helps us deduce it. Anyway, Steve, he brings up the the board from Family Feud. We asked a hundred people who Luke Skywalker's father was, and here are the answers. Talk, talking about morning shows as a kid, I, I was thinking about. The, a show and I, I just couldn't get the name out. Zabumafu. Oh, you watch yeah. that with the uh, lemur. Let me see. Let me with see a lemur? picture of what it is. It was the lemur. Oh, I watched that before school every single morning. It was on at like six a.m. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember I, the show. It was show. like six thirty, seven a.m. when it was on, but I watched it. I every, was watching every like morning before school. Caillou and Arthur. Kids Those next door. See, Kids my, next door was another one of my big shows. My parents didn't let me watch Caillou because he was a whiny little, you know what? According to my parents, and he, he probably was. So he didn't. He, they, they, my parents didn't want me turning out like Caillou because he was just a horrible example. You of heard person. it here first, folks. Caillou is the Caillou is not for the kids. Not for the kids. Not for the kids. Adult content only. Same with SpongeBob. I was allowed to watch. I was SpongeBob. allowed to watch SpongeBob either. I, okay. I had a horrible I, childhood. I watched SpongeBob for a long time. However, I also thought he was a bit annoying. Yeah. I always thought he. I thought uh, how mature I always thought he was. <laughs> I mean, it's funny that no, he's don't adult. get me wrong. The thing is, is while I thought he was annoying, I guarantee you, I was at least fifteen times as annoying. <laughs> because whatever he was doing, I was probably just emulating as much as I possibly could. So <laughs> that was that that I'm sure led to SpongeBob. a lot of yeah. That that's the reason I was annoying. Definitely, we're gonna go with that. I definitely wasn't annoying because I was just an obnoxious little kid. <laughs> no, but. uh Tom and Jerry was something that I always... I don't know if y'all watched Tom oh, and Jerry. Yeah. I never understood Every it. Every week. Not when I was a kid. Not, I loved it, though. I just... I knew that they, that Tom would chase Jerry around I mean, yeah, all the, the time. Never the understood of, why. The feud there, of there a lifetime, a, Cat There would be a mouse. love interest with either uh, with either Tom or Jerry. Every, like, 
every few yeah. episodes or so. There would be like a little lady that mouse dog, or a lady like cat. Like that pit bull that would interfere sometimes. Yes. <laughs> See, I never got interested in it. Just the lack of like dialogue never got me Oh, that's interested. what was appealing for even, me. Even when like uh, Cartoon Network came out with like a more modern version of Tom mm-hmm. and Jerry, I watched that. I never watched hmm. it. It didn't yeah. appeal to me. Yeah. I, like, Interesting. Just because I was such a big fan. What about Rugrats? Did y'all ever watch Rugrats growing up? No, a little par- bit. My parents hated that lot. too. I watched Cat Dog. Cat Dog. I would have to look up yeah. what it is, but well, it's a cat and a dog merged together, and it was a show about terrifying. that. Probably Speaking not. of which, did anybody? Okay, this is a topic that is highly divisive. Courage the Cow- Cowardly Dog. First of all, did either of y'all watch that? I wasn't allowed to. Did you watch it, uh, or do you know what it is? I think. Yeah, I, I know what it Pink is. Pink Dog. I can't. I I know. I watched a few episodes. I didn't know if like my parents wanted me or didn't want me to watch it, but like if it ended up coming on, I think I watched some of it. But I wasn't like a avid watcher of Courage the Cowardly Dog. That show skeeved me out. I didn't know what it was, but it always like it always like scared me. Really? Yeah, that and then there was the show with the meat, like they were they worked in the a meat. kitchen. Mr. Meaty, I think. Is it the one where they had the really weird, like shaped face with they worked in a restaurant? I, I, I know remember, exactly what you're talking about. I can't about. remember exactly what it was ta- what it was, but it was like terrifying. It was like, I don't know who put this on television, but they need to be in prison. Yeah, okay. Mr. Media. Mr. Media, that, yeah. the most terrifying show I've ever okay. seen. Okay, do y'all know the- To this day. Yeah, this. Oh my, dude, look at the picture of these. If, for those of you who don't know, Mr. Media is like, it's almost like clay oh animated. Oh my goodness. Clay, like, I think that that is stop cl- it is clay animation. Stop, stop, yeah, stop motion clay animation for two burger joint workers, I guess. Look it up if you're listening to this. The most terrifying, like, terrifying television I've ever seen. You know what really scared me as a kid? You know how, like, uh, they had those, like, they were, like, educational videos, but, like, they were also just fun videos of, like, dogs through a shirt, and then, like, had human hands, and then they were doing stuff. (laughs) That scared me. That scared the crap out of me as a kid. Really? I just, I, I don't know what it was, just, like, a dog with hands. It was just creepy. Does it still scare you? No, I'm a little bit better. I'm a little bit better now, but, like, yeah, if, if you've got... If you've got a head and that that shouldn't have human hands, and it looks like you have human hands, it's just unnatural. And uh, these aren't actually arms; these are tentacles. Tentacles. <laughs> what was your favorite Disney Channel show growing up? Like Disney specifically, like live action or animated? Uh, one of each. Okay. Favorite live action was Wizards of Waverly Place. Good choice. Good choice. Animated would have to be. What was Ben 10? Was Ben 10 Cartoon Network? That was Network Cartoon Network. I thought Network. so. <clears throat> wasn't sure. There wasn't a whole lot of Disney animated stuff. A lot of I'm it was live action. trying to think. It's... My, fav- my, my favorite Disney live action is going to have to be Zack and Cody. That was a good one. Yeah. That, that was my show right choice. there. Like for fun, but like Wizards of Waverly Place, great show. And I watched a lot of Hannah Montana. <laughs> Solid. Yeah. Um... I'd have to go sweet life as I can go to too, to be honest. I don't yeah. think I'm, I don't think that's getting beat. It's, here. it's unbeat. Probably Phineas and Ferb. Phineas animated? and Ferb, of course. This is a solid what, show. What, what, what yeah, else that is was, on that, that list? That was an amazing right, let show. Let me revive some memories. I don't know. I have. Um, I don't know how I could. Kim, think po- of oh my, and Ferb. Kim Possible. Kim Possible. Never mind. Yeah. Kim Possible. How See, did I forget that? I, I watched. I still think I'm p- taking Phineas and Ferb over that though. To be I, yeah, I, I grew up say, on Kim Possible. I, I watched a lot of Kim Possible as a kid. And I remember more of Phineas and Ferb. But I though. remember more of a Phineas and Ferb exactly. Like Kim Possible was. There's a hundred days we were, we were pretty, of summer vacation. The school goes along. Beautiful just rendition. Ended. I just remember 
Mom, finish the perfect <laughs> building a title sequence. Candace was so annoying. Way to spend I just wanted to like lock her in a room. She she was the absolute worst. Every time something bad happened to her. I could not have been more happy. Her brothers were Squirrels like getting in her freaking pants. geniuses. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Where was Fairly Odd Parents? Somebody. That's Nickelodeon. 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 That. It, I mean, it's not Disney, but I that may, that show. That may yeah. supersede uh, that was... Phineas and Ferb because I watched that show religiously. Same here. Because it was on. That and Jimmy all Neutron. The time. That and Jimmy Neutron. Nickelodeon, may have, had, the, Nickelodeon may have had the be- second best cartoons. Remember when they did the well, crossover with Jimmy Neutron and, and it was the, the, Oh, that yes. was the weirdest. Jimmy Timmy Power yes. Hour. <laughs> you remember the name. Dude, because it was insane. <laughs> it was so good. They did like, I think, three. And then uh, it would like incorporated them going into Jimmy's universe and then Timmy's universe. Yes, I remember. And then after all that was over, they made a standalone show about Simon. That was- no, Sheen. 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 That show was yeah. so bad, though. Oh, my God. When he was in space? Yeah. Yeah, yes. he was on, like, a different planet. <laughs> Carl Weezer is the most amazing character ever brought to the television screen. He's so iconic, in my opinion, at least. Just an incredible television. They, incredible. They, they do the not Nickel- do cartoons Nickelodeon the had the cartoon game, for sure, and Disney had Oh, the no, Cartoon Network game. had the cartoon game, but... Are you going to finish that croissant? <laughs> and then, well, Nickelodeon I'm, I'm, had I'm Drake gonna... and Josh, and it had Ned's Declassified, too. And it had Zoe 101. Drake and Victorious. Josh was such a good show. Okay, I don't know. Nickelodeon had the live-action market, too. I think... This is a hard Nick- conversation. Nickelode- so hard. Nickelodeon, in my opinion, best live-action. Cartoon Network, duh. Well, yeah. Cartoon. Cartoon, Cartoon Network, but... Disney had a good fair share of both, but I feel like Cartoon Network shined with the animated work and then disney yeah, or johnny Nickelodeon. Test, it had a bunch of different stuff yeah, yeah. cartoon network definitely Nickel- is Nickelodeon yeah. had a lot of good stuff there's responsible for all the spongebob memes now true See, i wasn't allowed to watch spongebob so i was i convinced my parents to let me watch it because my mom saw that they lived in bikini bottom and they thought that was something <laughs> they thought basically i'd be seeing girls in bikinis but i was like no no no, that's just the name of the city they live in are you i couldn't ready, watch it because spongebob said crud that's fun. Yeah. No, I, I definitely watched SpongeBob growing up, and you had the Living Like Larry <laughs> lifestyle that came up because of that. It, SpongeBob was a really funny show, and I definitely always, you could like track the story even if you didn't see all the episodes or whatever, because it's the same thing. SpongeBob making too, probably too many Krabby Patties. Mr. Krabs not paying him enough. Plankton trying to destroy the world. Plankton, by the way, is probably the best adult humor that's been snuck into a kid's television show. Because, I mean, I don't know if you know anything about him, but he's, like, constantly, like, mimicking people trying to destroy the Earth, and he, like, threatens to just, like, kill people in the show. <laughs> I need to rewatch SpongeBob it's just so for the sake good. of, like... Uh, there's a lot of shows. The good seasons everybody... are on Amazon Prime for free. Really? So okay. seasons one through four are free on Amazon Prime. How many That's seasons of SpongeBob are there? Like, 25? There's a lot, but the ones that count are the earlier ones, in okay. my opinion. Yeah, but, I mean... Because it definitely fell off after a certain point. I think like 2007, 2006, it started falling off for me. Whenever they start reanimating stuff, that's when everything falls apart. When the animation looked better. Not only that, but when everything got so like... Okay, this isn't like an attack on PC culture, but when everything started to get very cookie cutter and how they make television shows now, they can't make certain jokes because ETC might happen because of it and it's just not appropriate for the audiences. When everything started to get cut like that in my opinion, is where some of the cartoons started to get a little bit worse. Yeah. 
they put less money into it too. Like Teen Titans and then Teen Titans Go is a perfect example. Teen Titans Go is terrible. Is Teen Titans is one of the best animated superhero shows. Well, okay, maybe the, I'll sl- I'll step down a notch there. It is a very very good animated superhero show. When there's trouble, you know oh, who, who to, to call. call. Teen Titans. No, and they had like the Japanese dub of that in some episodes. It's it's a it's great TV, and then Teen Titans Go is just atrocious. It Awful. doesn't even give any favor to the predecessor whatsoever. It's terrible. It's a joke. It is the worst. It's like if they made the MCU again and just trashed it constantly. Sounds horrible. It's it's depressing. <laughs> it makes you very sad that Teen Titans Go exists. Y'all ever watch uh, Disney XD? Oh yeah, Disney XD. Uh, what was on Disney Zeke XD? and Luther? Zeke and Luther. That's the that's the Yo. exact show I was Kick trying Batowski. to think of. Kick Batowski. That I was remembering like, stuff that, that I didn't like know prime, I remembered. Pair of Two Kings. I don't prime know if you watched that. Prime Time 4th to 6th grade. Yeah. Pri- yeah, Prime Time 4th to 6th grade. Zeke and Luther, I remember Disney that. Are you remember when he, skate- when, he skateboarded down, he, when he skateboarded down the tunnel that they thought people would like die in? You know which one I'm talking yes, about? It, was, yes. it went on for like miles and he decided to do it one day. Yeah. It's I crazy because I think one of the pair out of Zeke and Luther, I think he like got arrested for assault and battery. I think it's I think it's a <laughs> like Zeke, armed robbery or something. Zeke like that. was the long haired no. one, right? No. Yeah, my, Luther was the ginger. Luther was the I think it was Luther. Yeah. Because Luther was also in Lemonade Mouth, which yeah. is the best Disney action film ever. It was, that was an amazing movie. Incredible. Disney, Disney had the movie game, for sure. Okay, yeah. Disney I, I, had Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior? Fire. Dude, that was a great Fire. movie. Fire. Brenda Song was the Thank leading role. Thank you so much for Fire. reminding me of that movie. Oh, my The God. end of the movie, they're in a warehouse, and she's in, like, a prom dress <laughs> yeah. flipping over people. Cinematic you, oh. perfection. <laughs> oh, Zeke and Luther. Favorite episode was, uh, there, there was, like, a big old test that they had to take. And he, I was literally <laughs> going to say that. Oh, my One, one guy was, like, super struggling. The other guy, I don't, like, I, I'm so smart. And he's like, you want to know the secret to, to passing this test? Dinosaur. And he drew a dinosaur out of the bubbles uh, of the answers. I was literally going to say that. Yeah, that was, the, like, the, one, the, the biggest thing I remember from that show is that episode. You know the funny thing? The Whenever, like, we would have tests in high school with Scantrons, and I just did not study or was not well prepared, I would just spell dab out from the <laughs> bubbles. Just because, I don't know, that thought of Zeke and Luther would always pop in my mind and I was like how did he make a dinosaur out of this and get a hundred he got like a hundred on the test and the teacher was like I still think you cheated <laughs> and like I'll get you for this but he literally just drew a dinosaur speaking of cheating on tests the funniest instance I've ever had where a teacher thought people were cheating is I'm not gonna name the teacher from Birdville High School but we were in a biology class and he was he didn't really care too much about the class because he had other things going on at the school and he was a coach doesn't really matter who it was but uh he had other things going on and he gave us out a test and he would always just sit back in his desk and kind of just like read through email or whatever sports news and he wouldn't really pay attention the test had the answers like highlighted essentially <laughs> and no one told him for a while and everybody every single person got 100 and when he came back he was like wow all y'all got a hundred. That's pretty suspicious. And he just gave us our test back and didn't really care. Like I said, he didn't really care. And one of the tryhards in the class, whatever you want to call them, their academic successfully students or whatever came back and was like, coach, 
I'm pretty sure the test highlights all the correct answers. That's like the kid being hate like, it, hate "Is it. the homework due?" <laughs> yeah, and even even the even when he came back the next day to tell to tell us, even he looked annoyed that he had to do it. Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, y'all are gonna have to retake the test. It seems like I made a mistake." Thankfully, somebody told worst. me. Coaches never want to teach. <laughs> I worst. feel bad for them. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, coaches. Coaches class? classes—they're the best classes. You do the less, you do the least work, and you watch movies all the time. Like, imagine an OU coach having to teach philosophy. <laughs> yeah. They don't do that, and it's always yeah. it's always the subjects that they they're not really necessarily qualified to teach. They're just they have to. They have mm-hmm. like a certification in it, but they're yeah not necessarily in the right spot. Best to teach it. Uh, the offensive coordinator for Michigan is teaching quantum theory. <laughs> yeah, uh, so this website says that it, it, the time and energy guys just know your stuff about time and energy. Anyways. We'll see y'all next class. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like the uh, the basic classes for coaches were were health, history, uh, history, health, history, science, aquatic science, aquatic science. Yeah, don't health. tell me there was aquatic science class at Richland. There was. Are you serious? Yeah, that's insane. Health, history. I'm trying to think what else they would teach. Um, Those are like the main ones. I had one taught a math history, class. I had one yeah. taught a math class. Yeah. A lot of history classes. Almost all of my history classes. I had, some, I had my geometry o- teacher offense, as a coach. Offensive really, yeah. coordinators were were generally math teachers. I feel like that's a, that's a very gender specific thing. I'm not to like get too specific, but like I feel like a lot of the male coaches were history teachers. Yeah. Whereas the female coaches definitely had a more diverse selection of the classes they would teach. Yeah, one hundred percent. And. That's Sometimes just, the coaches would help with like the uh, like avid, you know, the accelerate not the accelerated courses, but like the, gifted and talented or whatever. Not 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 necessarily. It's like the kids who are struggling, like they'd be in like those labs helping the kids, you know. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like uh, just assistance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I understand. I mean, it was just very interesting to see him yeah. come back in and him be like, "Guys, we have to retake this test." And he was, it was almost like, "I'm sorry." I mean, yeah. But if you're the kid, why? Why? Yeah. What? What? Are, I mean, you don't you, gain do you anything. Care, do you, yeah. Do you care that bad to just be better than other people? I mean, I get, that has to be it. it yeah. It's got to be a class. They just want to be better than you. But it was freshman year. I mean, it's not like class rankings are really in. See, it I was, thought the same thing. First semester too. Freshman year, first semester is exactly when this happened. But like when I took pre AP classes in my freshman year, that counted towards my GPA that I didn't like realize or like know I should have tried more. Affected like. Would it, you have, it affected you? Did it affect it enough road. though to where the hundred across the board hurt you? No, no, no. Hundred across the board, not at all. So there's no, there's, there's and no see, real like, benefit. If you're an A student, wise, yeah. If you're an A student and that grade doesn't go in, it's not gonna hurt you whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, you're still like, it doesn't take a hit on your GPA. I have officially made the decision that it has, it does not hurt the person who let them know. It only hurts the people or doesn't hurt or help them yeah it just hurts the people around it you. just hurts the other people around you yeah you still know this person i don't know the per i to this day don't know the person who okay. went up there and said it because it was a it was, it was somebody who had to retake a test it like or uh they weren't there for it i guess and it, they were in a tutorial and they went up and told them and they disappointed a significant portion of their class population and it, it was just incredible it was really yeah. it was really depressing really sad Really tough moment, but today. Anyway, 
uh, Hella Mega Tour. Very excited about it. <laughs> Some Weezer to talk about high school, high school yeah, coaches. We, we talked about just about everything not related to punk rock on the just Hella Mega out. Tour topic. a fair share. But it's been, a, it's been a good episode. Tomorrow's an exciting day. Tomorrow's an exciting day. Tomorrow is the... Tomorrow, of, today, whenever you're listening to this. It's the official release for us. of Mix and Match Radio. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your dog, your cat, put your some fish. Head, put some headphones on your on your pets. Put posters up in Starbucks. Buy a billboard. Make what? shirts <laughs> so that we don't have to. Yeah, have a walkout at school. We're talking to you, Connor. Yeah, and anybody. Yeah, shout out Connor Farner. He has been our biggest support so far. He's the, been publicizing us with immense amount of care and respect. He's been a beautiful human being. An so absolute far. hero. He has a beautiful beard as well. Ladies, he is single. And no he is more than ready to mingle. There you go. But yes, wherever you're willing to advertise, wherever you can advertise, if it's at your work, your school, if it's your parents' work, your parents' school, if it's anywhere you see an opportunity to put up a mix and match radio sign, if you have to spray paint a building, I am not telling you to spray paint a building. Do not But if vandalism. you were to spray paint a building, I definitely do not suggest... Spray painting it saying mix and match radio. Yeah. yeah if you do I, it, do it for the sake of this podcast. I, I do not suggest that in any format whatsoever. Please do not spray paint a building saying listen to mix and match radio. I beg you to not do that. Now, I've been wanting to start a podcast for about two years now. And with it launching tomorrow, I'm extremely excited. I know that the two of you have built quite an interest in this. Yes, sir. <laughs> since it all began and for those of you listening i hope that we are at least somewhat entertaining mm-hmm. we just hey. want to thank you guys for listening too yeah thank you guys for listening however however many of y'all there are right now whether it's two um, whether it's two million no no matter how many it is we're, we're really excited to be doing y'all this we're, having, we're having a lot of fun so supporting far us means the world i love each and every one of you we will be back with another episode later this week. It's going to look it's likely looking like we're going to be publishing new episodes every Thursday and either every Sunday or every Monday, but it will be twice a week and it will be the absolute best content anybody in this nation records from a garage and I can guarantee that. As for that, everybody have a good rest of their day whether you're in school, whether you're at work. Kill it, tear it up and continue being the best possible version of yourself. Have a good one, folks.